welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 31st of December 2017, entitled Baptised into Jesus, and the Bible reading is taken from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 23. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Well, let's just read a couple of, uh, a couple of things. Let's just read Romans chapter 6 if we can at this time, and several of these things have come out in their testimonies. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield yourselves servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those 
things whereof you are now ashamed. For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, the baptism that's being spoken of here in Romans actually precedes the baptism that's going to take place in this water in just a few moments. There are several baptisms that are mentioned to you in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 2, the Word of God speaks of a baptism, which he says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 2, and we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. There was a baptism of Moses in, in the Old Testament that the Bible said here that they were baptized unto Moses. It was there an identity with God's prophet, with God's spokesman, with his authority. And of course, that authority became the nation of Israel, and it was identified with Moses, who identified with God, just as we identify with God through the Lord Jesus Christ today. There was the baptism of John, which has already been, been, been mentioned back in, in Matthew chapter 3. And of course, as we find that that itself was a, a different baptism, a different baptism than what we are going to be experiencing here today. But in Matthew chapter 3, the Bible says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He comes with that message of repentance. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey, the Baptists have always been an unusual crowd. They were certainly, John the Baptist was unusual in his day. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. There were those that came that their lifestyle was still a, a lifestyle of, of sin. But he spoke, spoke very clear and very plain to them the message of repentance and that their life ought to show it. There ought to be different fruits. The fruits of repentance is what should be being seen in their lives. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Don't think yourself privileged because of where you come from and who your ancestors are. Now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth forth not fruit, good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. 
I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me, who was he, the forerunner? He that cometh after me, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You see, John's baptism is not what we're going through here today. John's baptism, just as Moses' baptism, it was an identification with God, an identity that they were taking on before the world. But John's baptism was still a baptism that was looking to Christ, but it was still the forerunner of Christ. Believer's baptism, which is what we are looking at here today, we find that we could look many, many, many places in Scripture. It's what we've already read in Matthew chapter 28 when Jesus commanded us to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We've looked at, at, at what the term very meant. This is what Jesus gave us to do upon preaching the gospel upon those that come to believe, to be baptized, showing a oneness with him. You see, what we're seeing here in the book of Romans is precisely what John the Baptist was talking about, that he would come and he would baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see, as we look here today, he says that we are baptized into Christ. We do it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But he says that we're baptized into Christ, and if we're baptized into Christ that we're baptized into his death. This water is a symbol of that very thing that has taken place by the Spirit. When we are baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ, we are baptized into his death that he died for us over 2,000 years ago. But he says that if we're baptized into Christ then we are baptized into his death. And if we are baptized into his death, we are resurrected unto life through his resurrection. That's what this baptism is showing. You see, the baptism, the baptism that challenged Brother Olu's heart here in Romans chapter 6 is a baptism that can only be performed by Jesus Christ himself. He was baptized into Jesus Christ the moment that he put his faith and trust in him and trusted him to be his Lord and Savior. All the other baptisms were just pointing to that point, to that main time. And now the believer's baptism is still pointing back to that same time. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about what he did on Calvary. It's all about the fact that he died for our sins, that he was buried, that he rose the third day. And that's where our faith is. That's what we're trusting in. If you were baptized into Christ, which can only be done by the Holy Spirit, then you were baptized into his death. And if so, then you were resurrected unto life through his resurrection so that the body of sin might be destroyed. You don't have to be controlled 
by that sinful body anymore. Death has no more power. It has no power over Christ. He proved it when he rose from the dead the third day. And if you are in Christ, if you're baptized into him, death has no power over you either. Today, today, there might be somebody here today that maybe you want to have that assurance, that, that confidence of knowing that one day you will spend eternity because the last verse that we read right there is such a powerful verse for the wages of sin is death. You see, death has total power over you when you're unsaved. Sin has separated you from God. You don't even have contact with life anymore. You're dead in your trespasses and your sins. But when we're baptized into Christ, death no longer has dominion. Why? Because through the blood of Jesus Christ, we're brought into one with him. The wages of sin is death. That's what you get automatically. You don't have to do anything today. We're all on that path. Sin has separated us from our only hope of life. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. This water can't make them any more saved. Jesus is what saved them. Jesus is what took away their sins. They were baptized into him by the Spirit. Today, if we enter into these waters, that's why. If we look at that last passage in Acts chapter 8 that we talked to earlier, we find that here we find that it's interesting that Beginning in verse 26, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Brother Olu was talking about, you know, it's amazing when we look back at what God did in each of our lives to bring himself to us. Because none of us would go searching for him. He brought himself to us here. Yes, he uses other people. Here he's speaking to Philip. One that was a deacon in the church at Jerusalem. He was one of the, the leaders in the church there, and yet here he is, and God is speaking to him, and God is saying, this is where I need you to go, Philip. When God directs your path, you never know what path that it's going to cross. And he arose and went, and when he did what God told him, behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. <laughs> then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, spake or said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Here's this Ethiopian eunuch. He's there. He's reading the Bible. God is speaking to his servant, Philip. And he says, Philip, I want you to go out. God was already preparing the heart. God was doing that work inside. And he used Philip to go there. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Do you understand what you're reading there? Reading the prophet Isaiah? And he said, How can I? except some man should guide me. 
And he's desired Philip that he would come up and, and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and he like a lamb dumb before his shearers so open he not his mouth. He's reading the Old Testament. He's reading the prophet Isaiah but he's reading about the Lord Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ had done for him. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth he was nailed to that cross. And the eunuch answered and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Who, who is he talking about? Who was it that died that death? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus, Jesus. That's the only thing that will make the difference. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? He knew. He knew that once he come to know Jesus, that the next step he should be baptized. He should identify himself with Jesus Christ. He should do that, which was right for him. And Philip said, Here is the key. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. 